This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Allergies in today's kids are on the rise, especially food allergies. But why? We'll examine a new study with surprising results. Food allergy was higher in urban centers. Peanut allergy affects only 1.3% of kids in rural areas compared to 2.8% of kids in urban centers. Then, most people would agree there are things in the world they'd like to change. We'll talk to an expert who says we can start changing the world in as little as five minutes a day. There are lots of opportunities, particularly virtual opportunities, that allow you to contribute to nonprofit organizations from the convenience of your laptop. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Allergies in today's kids are on the rise, especially food allergies. And the reasons why have been the subject of all kinds of research. Now a new study reveals a surprising but important factor. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Dr. Ruchi Gupta is an assistant professor of pediatrics and a health services researcher at Northwestern University and Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago, and she was the lead author of the study. Dr. Gupta, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. So your study found some major differences in food allergies in kids based upon where they live. Tell us what you found. We took 40,000 families that we had surveyed about their children with food allergies, and we mapped them across the United States based on their zip codes of their home residence. And what we found was really fascinating. We found that food allergy prevalence was higher in urban centers. So in the higher population density, the more food allergy exists. And the prevalence slowly decreased as we went to smaller population density areas. So from urban centers to metro cities to urban outskirts, suburban areas, small towns, and then to rural areas. Were these results surprising to you? They were interesting to me. I suspected somewhat of this type of a trend because it's kind of what we see in other similar childhood diseases like asthma. However, we hadn't seen it yet for food allergy. And, you know, really the reason for doing this is to better understand in different population densities or different areas around the country, are there triggers that are environmental triggers for food allergy? We all know it's a combination of genetics and environment. So it helps us better understand, you know, areas where if the prevalence is higher, to look more into what environmental factors may be contributing to that. One thing that was interesting in your study is that even among specific foods, it does vary as far as the allergy rates from one area to another, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that was actually a very interesting part of the study because when you look at urban centers, you see the highest food allergen is peanut allergies. And it continues to be high in metro cities, but then it slowly starts to decrease. And when you get to rural areas, you know, peanut allergy affects only 1.3% of kids in rural areas compared to 2.8% of kids in urban centers. So peanut is very different. But milk, on the other hand, was very similar throughout all areas. So milk affected 1.8% of kids in urban centers and 1.5% of kids in rural areas. And then in between, stayed around that number between 1.5 and 1.8. 
So it was fascinating. I mean, you do wonder, like in different areas, are there certain foods that tend to be more prevalent for food allergies? And we definitely saw this in this study. Again, with shellfish and finfish, you saw that same decline. They were a lot more common the more urban the area. Some of these allergies, I guess, could be described as inconveniences, but others are certainly life-threatening, aren't they? Yes, and that is another very good point because one thing we did find is that the severity of food allergy did not change based on where you lived. So if you lived in a rural environment where you know 6% of the kids had food allergy, you still had an equal chance of having a severe reaction. And for that, we mean about 40% of the kids who have food allergies have already experienced a severe life-threatening reaction. So I think that's really important because it's not that we're saying, you know, if you live in a lower population density, you're less likely to have a life-threatening reaction. That's definitely not the case. It's just less kids have food allergies. However, the reactions can be just as severe. There's also another problem related to this, and that is that many people don't take these things seriously. Yes. People tend to think when they hear food allergies, you know, I think the word allergy is misleading because environmental allergies, although they can definitely be debilitating, are not life-threatening. And you can have the itchy eyes, runny nose, you know, congestion, really bothersome symptoms, but they're not the same as food allergies where your symptoms can be so severe that, you know, your throat starts closing, your blood pressure drops, and children have died from them. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Ruchi Gupta, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at Northwestern University and the lead author of this study that looked at food allergies in children and how it relates to where they live. This trend of increasing rates of food allergies is a fairly recent development. What do you think has happened in the last 20 or 30 years? That is really the million-dollar question. I mean, what has changed that has caused so many more children to have these food allergies? And that's really what we're trying to figure out and what other researchers are. And I think studies like what we did is kind of a first step. Now that we know that it's higher in urban areas, you know, what is it about urban environments that may be triggering an increased rate of food allergies? That's a question that I personally am very interested in trying to figure out. I think we have a lot of theories out there, but no conclusive evidence one way or the other. Can you run down some of the more accepted theories? Sure. A couple of most popular theories, I'd say, are, one, the cleanliness or hygiene hypothesis. So this is a theory of the cleaner we are, the less our bodies have the ability to fight. You know, our immune systems aren't fighting off other types of dirt or disease, and therefore they're fighting things they shouldn't be fighting like food. So this is a popular theory, especially in urban environments where kids may be indoors more, not running around outside as much, and using hand sanitizers and antibacterial cleaning products. Another popular theory is how our food has changed in the past 20 to 30 years, where previously it was more locally grown, you know, cooked at home the day of. Now we're eating food from around the world and the use of preservatives or toxins on the food, you know, how much does that influence the food itself and therefore, you know, our ability to develop an allergy to that type of food. But again, you know, I say all of this with much caution as, you know, these are things that are talked about a lot and written about a little bit in the literature, but yet no conclusive evidence has been found one way or the other. And Dr. Gupta, you have a personal reason to be so interested in these allergy issues, don't you? I do, yeah. I personally have two children 
an older son who has no food allergies and a younger daughter who has food allergies. She is allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and she was allergic to egg, but no longer is. So yeah, so it's really interesting for me on a personal level because I see my son living a very carefree life, and yet my daughter is protected quite a bit more. You know, she can't go just anywhere for a play date or a party. There's a lot of caution that needs to come with that. It's difficult on lives of families, and that's why I think it is so critical to educate people around you and to increase awareness because, you know, anywhere she goes, if there is a peanut product and a chocolate or in a cake, things that she loves, and she's unable to eat them, you know, it definitely saddens her and saddens me. So it's a challenging life because food is everywhere and it's all around us. And these kids, you know, they're healthy, normal kids, but if they get some of that food, it could be a very scary situation. It's important. I appreciate the increased awareness and the increased education. As someone who has personal experience with this, what kind of advice would you offer to other parents? It's really important for parents to, if they see any signs of food allergy, if a child ingests the food and has a reaction, has hives, has vomiting, complains of their throat being itchy or, you know, has increased eczema, swelling anywhere, you know, common signs and symptoms, they need to go to their doctor, their pediatrician, their family physician, and discuss it. And make sure that when they come out of that, they have, you know, a referral to an allergist, make sure that they have the medications they need. We have no treatment right now, but we do have the epinephrine auto-injector, and we do have antihistamines, which every child needs to carry with them with a food allergy because they are potentially life-saving medications in case the child has an accidental ingestion. And then for families with food allergy, educate your friends and families. Let them know what's going on. Let them know about your child. I think if other parents really do understand how serious it can be, everyone around you will make extra efforts to support your child and to make them feel comfortable. The most important thing is to make sure they know, they understand what food allergy is and what it can do to your child if your child ingests it. I think overall people want to you know, have compassion and help these kids lead more normal and happier lives and fulfill their potential without you know, feeling that food allergy is a big burden on them. Good information. Dr. Ruchi Gupta, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at Northwestern University and the lead author of this study. Thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, everybody wants to change the world. We'll tell you how it can be done in just five minutes a day. The surprising story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.